This is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. We're back. I'm Clayton Howe, and for this part two with Corben Williams, we talk about Disney Cruise Line through present day. So I hope you enjoy, and keep on keeping on. So life after Disney, you know, I came back, the bank account was good. I'm like, okay, great. Now what am I going to do? I, you know, I just been working on the ship for nine months, right? And I'm thinking to myself, I'm antsy to get back to work because I don't do well with idleness. So I need things to keep me busier and I'm happy when I'm busier. And it starts, and it starts with, um, the working vacations that my dad has told instilled in me from the time that I was 10 up until the time I was 19 training in LA and, and in New York. So I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? I don't want to go. I don't want to go back to having a job. So I'm going to try and book a job. Well, there's nothing really happening at this time. Right? So, you know, that was December of 2017. Uh, the new year rolls around. So uh, auditions were starting to happen lightly, lightly. I say that lightly. So I was taking class in between training and then uh, sister act comes along. And I had, listen to this, Clay. <laughs> Everything's about choices, as we always say, right? I had the choice between doing Sister Act and still being in the city and or doing a seven-month contract over at Tuacon, if I'm not mistaken. And it was, I think they were doing Cinderella, Matilda, and Prince of Egypt. And I had the chance to work with Stephen Schwartz. I'm like, oh my gosh, Stephen Schwartz, Stephen Schwartz. That's something I should probably... But then me and my agent talked about it, and for whatever reason, I can't remember what it is now. Oh, we picked Sister Act up at Westchester in the hopes that, hey, I'm still in the city, and I can still audition and still be here in relevancy in terms of them seeing me, right? Because going away for seven months, I mean, mm, at least it would have gotten me towards my equity, but I did get my equity card right out of the gate with my first show. So I was an equity. I wasn't I wasn't non-union long I was only non-union for the first, for, excuse me, for the first uh, two years, but the, but then again, it worked out in its favor in the in in the space that it was supposed to. So I didn't do anything after Disney right away. I just trained. I trained a lot. Took a lot of dance class. You know, it's funny. Um, did you? And these are just some side questions for me. I'm sorry, everyone else has to listen. Did you audition <laughs> for Sistrack at Shetler Studios? Uh no, I don't think I did. I don't think I did because uh, a sister act for Westchester was the very first one. It was very immediate. And uh, again, networking, my agent knew the um, uh, my agent knew the artistic director. And so that was kind of okay. like my shoe in, which was nice. Um, yeah. Well, OK, I, I, so, yeah, so two things. One anecdote. I was in final, final, finals for that. So that's funny. Mm. We would have crossed paths. Obviously, yeah. we didn't do it together. But that's funny how small <laughs> this world is. Right. Second, um, nepotism, the good yep. kind and the bad yes, kind. Yes, the good kind. Yeah. Oh, I my God. Would love, yes, I'd love for you to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. And as you and I have talked about, I won't go into too details because I think people know what we're talking about enough. Sure. There are some people who, who in this, who in this, who in this career field get jobs based off their looks. Now, while I don't feel sorry for those people, you have a lot more to prove than anyone else if you get jobs based off your looks. Because then you have to prove to people why you deserve to be there. Because the integrity, the question behind your back would be the the integrity of how you got that job. Yes. Then there's integrity of oh, you're sleeping with the producer. Oh, you're having pillow talk with the director. Like, let's be honest and call a spade a spade. It happens. And the, yeah. the integrity of your 
then your integrity will always be called into question. I will use my own personal story if I can share this with you and your viewers. Uh, there was uh, a producer that came my way and he wanted to get to know me and wanting to get to know me, meaning to date people. Let's just be clear. <laughs> and, uh, and he, and I said, thank you. I appreciate it, but I'm not interested. And he goes, can I ask why not? And I said, because there are a lot of my peers in this business who are dating the director, the choreographer, the producer, and the things that are said about them behind their back are not all good, whether they deserve it or not. And I would never want the integrity, my integrity to be called into question, well, did Corbin get this job because he deserved it or because he's having a uh, pillow talk with a producer at night? And then also on top of that, you know, some of the people that, that are having the pillow talk with their boyfriend or girlfriend, producer, director, whatever, they're not that good. They're not that good. Um, and so I was a very, that was a hard lesson. That wasn't a hard lesson, but it was something that I know I did not want. And I did not want that constant worry over my head. And also again, like, did I get this job because I earned it or because my boyfriend is talking with so-and-so I just, I don't, I don't want that on my conscience. And, and as a young black man in this business, I'm just like, dude, that's just one more thing I do not need. So there's that. Now, the good kind of nepotism that I recently experienced was I was working with Deidre Goodwin on an off-Broadway production, her and Rob Schneider, of uh, No Strings over at Theater Row, and Deidre was one of my former college professors, and she had reached out to me. I had just finishing, she had touched base with me once during Paper Mill when I was doing Cinderella, and at the time, I couldn't give her an answer. She reached back again to me at the very end, and she offered me a, a job. I said, uh, well, I'm not, well, I'm not ungrateful. Uh, and I'm so thankful. Why me? And she said, because you're dependable, reliable, and consistent. I said, oh my God, I understand the good kind of nepotism. Because again, she had watched me grow from the that I was in college to the time that I had been working in the business and we'd stayed in touch till at this point. And she's like, because you're fun to be around and you and I have an unspoken language and we, you know, we riff off of one another. Side note, if you ever get the chance, please interview her. I mean, she is just a breath of fresh air. Yes. <sighs> oh my God. I would love to. Yes. But this is great because did you did you show up thinking you needed to be those things or were you just being yourself? No, uh, in, in terms of what being dependable, reliable and consistent. No, it's the expectation. And because when you have a shoe in like that, I feel like you have to work that much more harder. I do. I just whether you whether you are yeah. a talented individual or not, because well, why is Clay here? Well, you know, I heard he's friends with the director. That's why he got this job. Then you have something to prove. <laughs> right now. You have nothing to prove when you, again, show up on time, when you are consistent, when you do the work. And again, letting your work speak for itself because, Clay, I believe actions and not words. And that's just the blanket right. statement. That's on period. Like, yeah, full if stop. You are consistent, <laughs> full stop. When you are showing up every yeah. day on time, if not earlier, putting in that extra work and, and, you know, being kind and gracious to your castmates and going out of your way to be helpful, man, you got nothing to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a really good point. That's yeah, because you don't want to let down the person who's who's called you in, yeah. To do to do the to do the thing, um, that's their reputation, you know. Yeah, exactly. What what follows what follows uh, theater row? What comes theater row? Well, okay, I can I, I can talk about it vaguely. I can't talk about it too much, only because that's fine. <laughs> we don't want to we don't want to give away any you know anything. I don't want to give away any juicy juiciness, but. There was a show very well known. And guys, I'm giving you the biggest tease of life here, but it'll all, all will become apparent in the months to come. I feel like anyone though with a brain anyone with a brain will know. Yeah. So I'll say this. Let me let, let, let me work it in. So we all have that one show that we go in for religiously, right? 
Now ensure that we get called in for it. And again, networking, here we go. Here's the key. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. So prior to the show that I'm about to lightly delve into, I was going in for Town and for um, uh, uh, Ain't Too Proud for the first national tour. And because I had been in front of these people enough, right, I was starting to build up a relationship with them because I'd been in for Lauren Harris enough right. for uh, she actually booked me. Well, had a hand in booking me for Cinderella. She's in my corner. So next thing I know, hey, we'd like to invite Corbin uh, for, <laughs> you know, let, let's just talk about it. Let's just talk about it. I'll, I'll just give him, I'll just give him the good news, the hype, the, the good news. <laughs> well, I, I had been in, sorry guys, I can't talk about it with not talking about it. So I've been, I've been holding my tongue on this for quite some time. So I went in for Hamilton uh, for quite a few times, like five times. This past time when I was doing Cinderella, hey, we would like, we would love for Corb, we want, we want to see Corbin. And that's great when they want to see you, right? Right. So, uh, at the time I wasn't available just with my schedule with paper mill. So then, uh, at the, the new year rolls around, I go into the singer's call for Lauren Harris at, over at Telsey. I'm sorry if I'm name dropping people, but I'm just giving you context so you understand. No, we want the story. Okay. So I go in for Lauren Harris for Telsey and, uh, and the next thing I know during theater row, when I was doing it with Deidre, Oh, hey, we would like to invite Corbin for the Uninvited Dance Call. Clay, let me tell you this. Let me tell you the process, right? Let me tell you the process. Um, and uh, there was 80 people that day. 40 people at 10 a.m., and then I think there was 40 of us at uh, the two uh, at 2 p.m., if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Of course, we learned my shot, which is the standard go-to. And so then next thing you know, Wednesday rolls around, and there's... 48 of us, but I'm pretty sure that there was 28 of us in that room. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm accurate, there was 28 of us and it was full. Yeah. Learning my shot and in the room, uh, with the, uh, dance captain, one of the dance captains. Friday rolls around clay. There's 10 of us. <laughs> We're at Pearl studio and it's a full day. It's at this point, day. you've learned your whole track. Yeah. At this part, <laughs> oh, mind you, they want me to come in. Right. Mind you, they wanted, they wanted me to come in for, uh, for the male swing position, right? Now, Clay, I have so much re- I have so much respect for Swing Nation to be a fraud, but I know I can do it, and I know I have the the brain power to compartmentalize and to juggle multiple things like that, because that's a skill. It and is, I think yes. we need to have respect. Uh, we need to have respect for our female, uh, female and male swings that that can go in at a moment's notice, because that is no easy thing. No, but I know not. I can do it, right? I cannot. <laughs> so, I, okay, great. Thank I know you. my <laughs> lane. I will stand. <laughs> um, and again, it's a tool, and it's another thing that is just training me for something better, right? Sure. sure. So Friday rolls around, full day. We have our music workshop with the associate music director. Oh wait, backtrack. Wednesday. Let me tell you what happened. So after we had our dance, right? I go into sing for Lauren Harris and the associate MD. I go into the room. Hey, Corbin. Hey, how are you? I'm good. So what are you going to sing for us? I'm going to sing some Lizzo for you guys. Oh, okay. What song in her re- in her repertoire? I'm going to sing Lizzo's Good as Hell. Oh, okay. Go over to the accompanist. Dee, 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 fiddling around with him. I go back. They're recording. Clay, I cannot make this up. I cannot make this up. The music starts. Dun, 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 dun. Woo, girl, need to kick off your shoes. I accidentally back up into the light switch. The light's dim. They're laughing. I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to recover? I flipped that light switch on like nothing had happened and like shimmied what? Not shimmied, but like uh, fresh princed my way out of it. 
light switch. Need to kick off your shoes. Time to take a deep breath. Time to focus on you. They're laughing. They're still laughing. And so then, <laughs> and filming, and filming, and filming, and that was that's what was so great. They caught it on tape. You can't recreate that twice. So then, uh, we're getting to the course because he don't love you anymore. Walk your finest out the door. The company stops. He looks at me. I look back at him. He looks back at me. The associate MD goes, "The suspense." I thought something was coming. So then, I go, "Oh no 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 no! It's coming." I just need to confer with my friend. So I go over to the accompanist. He goes, oh, okay, okay, okay. Go back, go back, go back. We pick back up where it is. Finish it. So then we have the um, uh, the, the packet, right? And he goes, great. Now, you, this, one, you know you're, this one, you know you're comfortable. I said, what song would you like to hear? Because, again, I had that material about a year prior, so I'd been working on it, loosely getting myself ready for that I knew that Hamilton was going to come back around at some point in my life. So make my stay ready so you won't have to get ready. Okay, pause real quick. Had you previously been in for this production? Yes. This is my fifth time. Okay, great. Okay. I just want to get that. No, no, no. And yeah. this two times was in an open call and three times was an invited call. And you knew you needed to yeah. be more prepared and yes. stay prepared. Yes. Now, And what was great about this was, Clay, I cannot make this up. One of the accompanists was one of the accompanists who was in my production of uh, Cinderella, who was one of the accompanists that they use in the room. And so he got me ready. And I knew this guy because he um, uh, was one of my professors in school. And so I was like, hey, elbow, elbow, can you help get me ready for Hamilton? I didn't know that he was one of the two accompanists that they used in the room. And he helped prepare me for it and get me ready. So again, like, Clay, choices, all these things happen yeah. for a reason. So yes, this is my fifth time being in. This is the third time of an invited. And, uh, oh, I go, what, what song would you like to hear? And he goes, let's just do Samuel Seabury. And my ass goes, would you like to, um, uh, would you like the dialogue? He goes, sure, if you have it. Under my breath, I go, Psh. If I have it, I go back. Hear ye, hear ye. My name is Samuel Seabury, right? Booked it. Nailed, right? Yeah. Then we do Charles Lee. Booked it. Nailed. I said, do you need to hear George Iger? He goes, oh, no, 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 no. I know you can rap. I said, oh, excuse me. Okay. <laughs> Friday rolls around. There's 10 of us. Sure. And it's a full day, Clay. You know, we're learning, my, relearning my shot in the room and a couple other dances. And then we have our work session with him. Clay, I was only supposed to be in there for 30 minutes. I was in there near an hour. I was the last person. And when I walk in, he goes, Corbin, I hope you're having an on-brand kind of a day. I said, sir, you better stop taking my catchphrase. Look at you. Okay. <laughs> and we just, we were just riffing off, having a good time in the room. Yeah. And so, you know, we were on uh, Yorktown and Alexander Hamilton. And Clay, what was so interesting, just listening, and I don't know if I can say this, but I'm going to say it anyways, right? <laughs> the guys that had went in before me, listen, I'm just, I feel comfortable saying this. I'm not saying anything that isn't a taboo or anything that's like, hush, hush. Like, right. It's not like I had to send an NDA. I'm not disclosing no, no, anything no. that isn't, right? Yeah. And I was listening. You could hear out of earshot, the guys that were in the room prior to me, they were doing both the tenor and the baritone line. When I walked in, I was only learning the bar. The, the, uh, I was walking the tenor line. And so when we were doing Alexander Hamilton, waiting in the wings for you, right? Those are straight A's at the very end. He goes, I know you have this. I know you have those B flat fours. I said, excuse me. So then, you know, it just it, we had such a good time. And, and again, that building that one-on-one -on -one connection of are you a joy to be around? Yes. And I was like, I really like this dude. We're, we're, we're clicking. We're bonding. So the next thing you know, uh, I, Lauren Harris, he goes, hey, I emailed your agent for Monday. Clay, I cannot make this up. Beetlejuice wanted to bring me in. 
for an immediate replacement as well. <sighs> when I tell you things were just lining up in my life. <laughs> right. And of course, Beetlejuice is also casted by Telty. So ultimately, I wound up doing Hamilton just because Hamilton was a it was a full day process and we couldn't balance out the time that I that, that needed to do both and they weren't at the same location. There was five of us on Monday. Now, not to say that the other five didn't come in at their earlier time slot or that they did not come in after us, but when I was there, there was five of us. Mm-hmm. When I tell you, I walked into that room and I've never had known such support in my life. They were rooting for me. They were cheering for me. Lauren is like cheering behind the camera and I'm just like, oh my God, like they really do want me. They love me. They really love me. <laughs> you know? Yes. And so the next thing you know, my agent gets an email. Hey, we would love to invite Corbin to Hamilton boot camp. And I was supposed to start Hamilton boot camp in April, but then Rona came along and said, er, swerve trick. Um, <laughs> but it's nice to know that I have something waiting for me after this is over. Not everyone has that kind of certainty. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I will say this. If you guys are hearing it here first, I have not shared this with many people. I've only been telling people this by word of mouth because, again, nothing's official to you sign a contract. And it's not guaranteed that I might not have to re-audition. Like, I might have to re-audition once this thing is over because they might have forgotten. I know they caught me on tape, but, like, in order as a refresh, a lot, a lot, a lot of time has passed between January, um, between March and next year of January. There's a lot that could change. So, I, I, I've not told anyone this because, again, nothing's for certain. So, yeah. but at least I know, at least I know that is certain. Like Hamilton boot camp, that is for sure. So, we'll see what happens. So, I'm really looking forward to it when it rolls around, man. I appreciate you sharing that story though, because there are so many things that lined up to that success you know and it's and i'm not even talking about like you know booking the job i'm talking about the success of the audition that was a successful audition clearly yeah you know and how many times you had been in prior and the fact that you continue to do the work at home to show back up you can't just show up and expect to have it ready can i share one story that's very similar to mine real quick my friend jack jackie ray who was on the wicked tour the same thing happened to her. She'd been working on her Glenda material, right? And just how it went about with her. And I don't want to share it too much because it's her story to tell. But she had worked on her material for that year prior. Has a chance encounter with the music director of Wicked. Mm. Next thing you know, her ass booked Wicked. And she's on tour as the Glenda and Nessa Rose understudy had a chance to go in for both. I said, Jackie, we put this into fruition, her and I, a year prior. I said, Jackie, you are going to be Glinda. This is your time. Sure enough, she books. She books and she's on tour and she's living the time of her life. And it's just, but she had the foresight to stay ready and work on the material with her coach. So when it came along the way that it did, she was ready. She didn't need any prep time. She walked in and did her due and she mm. booked. She booked. And that's because she stayed ready. Yes. So again, I love it. I'm just... I'm just so happy and proud of my friend's successes. And again, here's also the other thing, not being petty. You should be happy for your friends when it is their time. Now, vice versa, they should be happy for you when it's your time. Because I think some of us lose our way and get cocky and arrogant. And we forget the struggles of like, well, now I'm on Broadway. And the innocent ego trip. I said, no, you had success in getting a J-O-B. But will you have success in holding that J-O-B and for the longevity of your career? Because as quick as you got that job, it's as quick as you can lose it. And there's the ignorance of some that I, this is what teased me off about the business side. I'm like, you forget yourself because you have to humble yourself in the the realization that you might be popular today, but you might not be popular tomorrow. That's just the truth. Right. 
And that's something that I don't have patience for. And that's those are people who I I I do not get too long well with. And when people forget themselves and make some of our peers feel less than because they're not on Broadway, because they're not doing film and TV. I said, no, you were meant to have it when you had it. Now, if you keep it is another thing. Hello. That's because, the truth, though. Let me say this real quick. There's such a thing known as payday. Her name is Karma, and she comes for each and every single one of us. And don't be upset when payday comes and when you get bad a bad deck of cards because you deserved it and you had it coming. Because some of us were overdue for our payday. So that's what you, <laughs> that's no seriously. But that's why you always put yeah. in that good work of being kind and generous towards people. Because Clay, it comes full circle. It might not happen today. It might happen tomorrow. And you and you going out of your way, not expecting anything anything in return. Someone's going to remember that and pay it forward, if not to you, towards someone else. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. I want to change gears slightly. Changes yep. you've made in your life that have increased positivity and decreased negativity. I only hang around people who are on the same mission as me, and I don't. Um, I don't give way to toward um, towards negative um, people in my life anymore. Um, and it's something, you know, I'm, I'm a very outspoken individual anyways, um, being the introvert that I am. And I, I know people might not know this, but I'm an introvert who masks around as an extrovert. You and I, we've talked about this and, you know, I don't feel the need to go out of my way to be a people pleaser. If I want to leave a room, I'll, I'll leave a room. Like I'm the king of Irish goodbyes, right? I just, there's something to be said for when you, the company you keep says a lot about you. I believe that through and through. The company you keep says a lot about you and the person and who you are. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to keep shady or shifty people around you, and if you help keep, keep people around you who are yes people, that's also another thing I can't get behind. I need people that are going to hold me accountable. Corbin, you know, I think you were wrong. I think you effed up. You need to go back and apologize. Or I think you need to do better. I, I cannot be around people who are just going to in and enable me because – that tells me that they don't have a have a have a thought for my safety and my well-being in holding me accountable because when people i want people who are going to challenge me and i cannot have people who are just going to fall to my every woman desire oh you're so talented oh you're so great oh you can do no wrong no like i'm human i make mistakes and i will make mistakes this is why i say i don't judge people too harshly it's because i've been there i made mistakes and i will continue to make mistakes as will we all but if you know better then you have to do better man Again, nothing to add. That's very well said. <laughs> no, it's so it is so true though, because you're mm -hmm. the average of the five people you spend the most time around. Yeah. And truth. who are they? You know, right now, it, two of them might be your parents. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And you might not want to be your parents. Yeah. So what are you doing? You know, who are you communicating with? How are you keeping yourself mentally afloat in whatever way you deem necessary? In terms of that. Um, most gifted books, favorite books, anything mm -hmm. that come to mind that you've read, enjoy, that you've uh, educated yourself on, what have you? Anything come to mind? I'm not a too, I'm not a too big. I'm not too big into a self help book in terms of education. If I'm reading a book for education, I'm reading a book for education. I enjoy like a good entertainment reading, which like puts me in a meditative state because it can like transport me out of whatever it is that I'm going through. But, uh. In terms of good people around me, you know, there are my there are my four good girlfriends from high school that I really stay in touch with, and that's it. That's all I've ever needed in terms of like people that I've graduated with. I'm not. That's not to say that I'm not cordial or nice to people who have who I went to school with, but like those people are like my roots. They keep me grounded, right? Right. 
my parents my parents also like to check me you know and i wish people you know it's been so funny people they always talk about like oh how funny my parents are i said no no no, my parents are savage let me tell you this <laughs> it was graduate it was gra- high school graduation i did a dance people come up to my parents afterwards oh my gosh your son he's so talented my mom yeah he's okay <laughs> no my gosh your son, he's so amazing he he he, he, he did what he flipped the thing. my dad yeah he's all right but aren't you proud of your son like oh my god and like, now listen 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 his ego you got to keep him in check. Anything above a 2.5, you got to cap his ass. And so my parents only praise me, but maybe four times out of the year because they know my ego and they keep me in check. Now, that's not that's not to say that they don't love me or that they don't appreciate me because I know that they do. But they keep me humble so that way I don't forget and so that way I don't get too big for my britches because as we both as both we know, it's very easy to lose yourself and forget yourself. If you give them an inch, they will go a mile. So between my parents keeping me humble and my sisters um you know being a good support system and terms of like people who I talk with and then just my good girlfriends um I and and then just good friends like you that I'll check in with from time to time I'm like hey hi how are you doing what's going on in your life um and because I don't need to feed your ego just like you don't need to feed my ego we'll have straight talk like well you know we we, we, keep, we keep it real here and we keep it moving yes um that's all I need that's all I need yeah I love that I love that as we um as we wrap up here is mm-hmm. there, uh, metaphorically speaking, a word mm-hmm. or a phrase that you would put on a billboard for millions of people to see? I want to say the two that I did before, but I haven't. But I have. But I have another one for you. Sure. Karma was never meant to be a, a punishment. It's a reminder for the soul. Being and said, <laughs> and it is, and it is, because here's the thing, it's life, man. When we walk through life as young adults and as we get older and obtain life experiences, we're always learning. I had a conversation with my mom the other day. She's like, what was I thinking at 24? But at 24, I was in a 24-year-old like mind state. Right. Now, now here she is, 65, and she's like, I've garnered so much knowledge and wisdom, so I think a little bit differently, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, back to the two that I've said before, you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, and things are always working out for you in your favor. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. Uh, yeah, yeah. Staying true to yourself, it really, it, it leads you down the correct path. Yep. Um, is there anything else you want to add here as we, yes. as we end? What's Yes, else? I do. So one of the things that I really uh, lightly tap on real quick, so sure. as you and I have discussed, I have this, I don't even call it a podcast because it's definitely not a podcast in the way how yours is a very respectable podcast. Oh, I have this stuff. guide, which, <laughs> I have this guide, which is how to show, how to business and show business. And I talk about the business aspect of show business and we dive into, and it's again, it's still in, in its baby phase. It's still in the, in the infancy phase. Doesn't I'm look like about, it or sound like it, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's talking about the realistic expectations of this business because there's so many young people yeah. who graduate high school, college, and are at the beginning of their career and then that they're just going to waltz in. No, we need to talk about pay inequality, race, gender. We need to talk about the expectations of it's it's been better in recent years, but people taking advantage of you in this business. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting scammed when you look for an agent and a manager. How to when when is it when is it the right time to join the union or a union? You know, seeking representation. I just, I just put, I just, I just, I just finished the agent series of how to business and show business. Um, and so, basically, it is a guide for people to work smarter and not harder. I love that. Where can it be found? Yep. So you can either find it on my YouTube at 
Corben, C-O-R-B-E-N underscore W. You can either, I always post it there, but then I also post it to my YouTube channel, which is Corben Williams, C-O-R-B-E-N-W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S. And then also, of course, you can find me at Twitter at one Corben, C-O-R-B-E-N. I love it. I love yep. you. I love those birds. Yep. Thank <laughs> you. Been... They're coming out now, man. They are. It is It is morning <laughs> in Alaska. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate you thank taking you. the time. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. L- ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Corben William. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another Curiosity Conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.